0: that fly
1: oh i'm gonna lose it never has one fly. insect
0: caused so much irritation to so many people
1: it's that
2: flies though
0: that is an unprovable statement isn't it <laughs> i expect that it happens a lot it's, a rogue wasp a it's hornet
1: just, it's really bold that's my problem it it's just bit, it yeah. just keeps landing on me and then just chill it out. I don't even... It's probably doing something disgusting. It looks like oh. it's washing its hands, but it's probably someone i would say... Oh, have you found,
2: disgusting. as you've got older, and you start to realise where flies have been, you start to just...
1: Ugh. Yeah.
2: It's only only in the last few years have I really thought heavily about, like, what flies do.
1: Oh. What a lovely thought. For yeah. The yeah. Intro. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. let talk about the weather instead.
2: Yeah. Well, we've we've left the um we've left the window open because it's absolutely baking in here, but it's also raining, and we don't think there'll be anybody walking down the street shouting at each other. So,
1: no. Hopefully, the road sweeper won't come past. Yeah.
2: Um, Hugh, you're basically sitting on that monitor behind you as well. If you could just shift forward just a smidge, there we go. It's going to make a lot of noise. This is the longest intro I think we've ever done.
1: Should we get on with it?
3: Let's,
0: let's do it.
1: Let's do it.
3: You're listening to the Real Reading podcast.
0: We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea.
1: Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel Four? Yes. Yes, that
0: Have was brilliant.
1: Did you see the yes. one where the guy came
0: out of Reading station yes. and chased him all through Reading yes. all along the canal and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, down. that was brilliant. Hello. 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 I'm Hugh <laughs> Thornton. enthusiastic, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm
1: Hugh still. I'm Rachel Nemeth.
0: And,
2: <laughs> and I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 72 of The Real Reading Podcast. This week's guest is Rob Callahan from HMV in the Oracle. Well, that was rather hmv reading in the oracle
1: is that an important distinction
2: um well i suppose it used to be because there used to be two and now there's only one.
1: Ooh, oh you're going back a bit a little bit it was
2: Friar street wasn't yeah, it yeah. wasn't
1: was was on Friar street yeah mm.
2: um i went and found out what was going on in the store what happened when it closed and what the future holds and i'm pleased to say it seems quite good so that's good news uh, excuse me sorry well i just choked to death um it seems like the HMV running might be around for a little while, yeah, which is great news. That
1: is good
2: news. Um, we've still got Rachie's Fact of the Week.
1: Yep, I'm ready. You ready to go? Poised and ready like a puma. Are we quizzing? I'm going to throw some quizzical elements okay. in. Okay. Uh it's and seems it's proven vaguely popular. <laughs> one person yeah, commented. Yeah, that one man is, liked it. Which is so good, I'm actually.
2: Last on. week's podcast was very popular. Was it? Yes, it what did. Was it? I don't know if you saw on our how Facebook we, group.
1: How many are we talking? Seven? Uh, eight?
2: No, double, double figures. Double, like wow. Triple figures, like in the two hundreds.
1: Shot the front. Very door. happy. I am happy. Yeah,
2: very happy with it. Uh also, uh Brian, the landlord of the ret- of the Retreat, also added loads of people to our Facebook group. The Real Reading Podcast Facebook oh, nice. group. And uh it ballooned in size as well. So we I think we're cl- getting close to five hundred members. So that's wow. great. That is good. Fantastic stuff. Uh yeah, pats on the back all round really. Well done everybody
1: especially Brian
2: yes thank you Brian <laughs> thank you to Brian um, and also we've got Fort Explains It All which is about this week Hugh
0: the long awaited introduction of food waste collections into the Reading area
2: very exciting stuff um, meantime here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show
3: get in touch with the team find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast you can also email get reading at reachplc.com
2: Thanks Jeremy a uh, bit of a special day has recently happened a uh, bit of a birthday special birthday anybody know what that special birthday is I'm starting to put in a question everywhere is it People like you right now, it's not me 20 years old it's definitely not me
1: I know what it is because because I am going to do my fact of the week about it oh ok so I'm not going to step in Hugh
0: because I've written about it oh ok oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So God, tell us, somewhere. Tom. It is the Oracle.
2: The Reading Shopping Centre ah. is twenty years old. It was twenty years old on the twenty third of Yesterday. September, twenty nineteen. So yes, I think they had a big party on Saturday. Uh, I put a post up on the aforementioned Facebook group uh, sometime during last week. Got a couple of memories for you. Oh, have you? Uh, so okay. I, I'm going to call him friend of the pod, Steve Lutwich.
1: Friend Le- of mine Legend Yep uh, the Hero <laughs> The legend Man among men <laughs> <laughs> He will love that <laughs> I have never met the guy
0: but.
2: <laughs> He said uh, I climbed over the fence The day after they demolished The old purple turtle To retrieve one of the bricks from it It served as a rustic paperweight On my desk for many years I also went to Brannigan's Several times Which made me question The futility of my existence
0: Agree Yes Ooh, agreed Brannigan's. Agreed I Even think, when you were young And excitable Going to Brannigan's Was awful
2: e- Yeah Monday It was always Monday nights for me for some reason. What a, just what a mistake. Every week, a mistake.
1: A friend of mine worked in there, so we used to get sort of even cheaper drinks. Can we
2: get them in to talk about it? No. Dark times.
1: <laughs> no, it was good times. <laughs> Life
0: behind the bar at Brannigan.
2: <sighs> Um Paul Etherington said, glad they kept the tramways block by the IDR, which I think is the, there's like a, a big stone, isn't there, with uh, this was the Reading transport. Tram thing, yes. Thanks you. Thanks for agreeing. <laughs> it's definitely there. You drive past it all the time.
1: Where's that uh, on the car park side? Yes, on the by the on, the, on the outside. It. Yeah, by the flyer. Yeah, over. yeah, I know.
2: Uh, and Ian Stokes says, "I remember the old NCP car park with several shops beneath it. I think it was where Debenhams is now. One of the shops was a joke shop. Ha! Just writing joke <laughs> shop reminds me. You don't see those anymore. Sold ditching powder, snap it, stink bombs, nail through the finger illusions."
1: It's right. You don't see no, that. No, you don't was, see Was those that em- a thing? It was yes, like I Like think a so. whole shop dedicated to well, those yeah, little tricks,
2: um, like fun and frolics. They've got all that. Yeah, sort but of that's
1: all sort of fancy gubbins. dress as well, isn't it? It's not true, dedicated. True. To jokes. I mean,
2: yes, I suppose maybe joke shops don't re- aren't really a thing anymore. I suppose. But I
1: did see at uh, at Bunkfest the other week that you know they have lots of stalls and stuff, and there was. Um, maybe I'm misremembering him, but a, quite a flamboyant chap with a top hat and tails and stripy trousers <laughs> and his, his cart of things to sell was jokes. Fantastic. He didn't have a whole shop.
2: Uh, also, I put it out on Twitter as well, and I seem to just remember uh, most of the responses to it. And I think most of the responses when the story went on the Parkshire Live Facebook page were all about the old Disney store. Everybody really loved the Disney store.
1: Didn't that make a little comeback recently? I think it, it made like a done a just for a
2: short while. Yeah, but yeah, people really. I used to like it. I think now, especially because they do Star Wars and Marvel and all mm. that stuff as well, so it's probably even more popular than it ever was. Um, okay, thanks, guys. Time for Rach's fact of the week.
3: Reading fact of the week.
2: Rach, fact of the week. What are we doing?
1: Well, seeing as it is its big birthday, we are going to talk about oracle the oracle. Special.
0: Okay, are you, are yes. you the oracle? On I the am oracle. the oracle on the oracle. Um, yeah. Do we
2: just just for you know just to be no, so we aren't accused of river bias? Are there some questions about the Kennet in there?
1: I have included a few Kennet related. Okay, because points.
2: my my Twitter feed went nuts with all the Kennet. Did it really? Kennet ciders <laughs> just adding me on all <laughs> the things. It? Oh, it was. Because all we talked about last week oh, was the Thames. Oh, it was
1: just going on about the Thames. Oh, because oh. you, you never pro get K- anyone just, on. God, yeah. So pro Thames,
2: yeah. I'll, well,
1: I don't even mention the Thames this week. I, wh- the Thames is done. <laughs> apart from I just said it <laughs> yeah, three times. And, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I personally, I you know my my beliefs are pro Thames, anti Kennet. I'm not a Kennett fan at all. But carry on. Okay. I don't, so, don't know why I need to say that, but there we go.
1: As you have already mentioned, it was its birthday yesterday, the 23rd of September, Phase 1 of the Oracle opened.
2: Phase 1? Phase 1. What was Phase 1?
1: Phase 1 is the retail bit. Okay. So, all, so the, the main shopping centre, if you like. Look, Hugh is nodding at me like he's taking it really seriously. <laughs> Put go on, read-off. Rachel. Go on. Then there was Phase 2. Phase two is the Kennet Riverside, where all of our favourite uh, haunts of the 90s, the aforementioned Brannigan's, Bar Med and so on. It was
2: very nightclub heavy when it first opened, it was. wasn't it?
1: So that was the next phase. And then um, the third and final phase was when, do you remember Debenhams being on Broad Street? No. Was that before your time? Also yes. no. <laughs> do you not? No, <laughs> I was, once was waiting at the bus stop outside Debenhams on Broad Street before it was pedestrianised, and a bus drove into the glass oh. <laughs> bus stop and smashed it over our heads. Oh. But that's a little side story. <laughs> that's a good side story. Um, yeah. So then the final phase was to move Debenhams from Broad Street into where it is currently in the Oracle, and then they created that knock through into. Broad uh, okay. Street, where you know when you come down from yes. Boots, so that's where Debenhams was oh, okay. in that bit. Um, so we know why it was called the Oracle because I believe we've talked about oh, that yes, before. It was a Can you remember?
2: Yes, it's a workhouse. Reading's workhouse was called the Oracle.
1: It was back in the 17th century, something like that, I believe yes. it was sort of cloth-related, something like that. And we worked out as well workhouse. that it was it was a
2: workhouse before before England and the UK really had workhouses reading was ahead of its a pioneer a yes pioneer of, <laughs> I'm not of slavery. sure that's, I'm not really sure that's something you want to be a pioneer of if I'm honest uh,
1: and before it was um, before it was a workhouse it was a tannery on the site oh, okay so, so like you go and
2: get a nice glow and
1: yeah so kind of underneath the workhouse they found all these tannery. Oh, God. <laughs> that wasn't Medi- Medi- Medieval sunbeck. Just <laughs> fire. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, Rach. Oh, I was slow on the uptake there. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so it was the tannery before that. And then sort of more recently, it was the site of the Simmons Brewery. Yes. Which was part of, or was taken over at some point by Courages, which, as we know, then moved up by the motorway. And also the bus depot was there which we know is now on Great Knowledge Street. Yes, we know all this. We know all of this. What don't we know? What don't we know? That two years before uh, it was sort of completed that uh, archaeologists were there digging in the excavations, finding all things related to uh, the tannery and so on, but they also found stuff that was related to the abbey, so very historic stuff. Um, So, how big do you reckon... It is in talking in square meters.
2: The Oracle.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> that so is I what think, we're yeah, talking yeah. about. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm going to go twenty thousand.
1: Twenty thousand square meters. Yes, I have no concept okay. of sizes. Hugh, this is where Hugh spends half an hour thinking yes. of an answer, <laughs> and where uh. I win because he
2: just
0: won't answer.
1: But then and he'll uh, claim that he knew it. I know.
0: Twenty-six thousand. I've got a feeling it's. I, I read this the other day. I read this the other day. I've got a feeling. I can't remember what it said. It's it's quite a few acres.
1: It is just over seventy-six thousand. Oh. Square so, meters. So that's pretty v- massive. So you're both. Like no. Way. No.
2: No. I am correct because he just said quite a few. Is it twenty-six? Is it quite a few acres?
0: That's correct. oh god we're going to do this
1: every week (laughs) by default you're both right because you said something
2: (laughs)
0: it is quite a few
1: acres (laughs) right let's move on because should we talk about the kennet yes okay fine Best. okay so the river kennet runs through the middle of it and the bit that goes through the oracle is a really it's a very narrow quite fast flowing portion of the river and it is called the brewery gut isn't that a bit manky?
2: No, because you make water from you make beer from water. And yeah, I so assume
1: it's something to do with the Simmons Brewery. Yeah, it's just that, that would be my assumption. Yes, yeah, uh, lovely. not very pleasant. Um, and there's two bridges that go over the Kennet yes. uh, at the Oracle. They have names. Bridge one and bridge Did two? You know, that's it, yeah. Oh, no, really? That's, no, that's oh, not it.
0: <laughs> that's not fair. I not get a chance to guess. <laughs> do you oh, know what sorry. the
1: bridges are called, Hugh? No. No. Okay, so you know the straight one that goes from House of Fraser across to the car park? Yes. That one is called Cook's Bridge. Okay. The other one, up sort of the more cinema end, that's a bit curved, which is apparently an ellipse bridge.
2: It's got a hump in it. Has it? I don't know. It's, it goes up and down. i consider that a hump.
1: Okay. Uh, that one's called the Delphi Bridge.
2: Ah. Oh, Why? You don't know. it's a nice word. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? You can't get a bri- another bridge over the River Thames in 100 years, but there's two in the Oracle over the River Kennet. <laughs> in the
1: space of about 30 metres between them. <laughs>
0: can't be that hard, can it?
1: Well, no, and there's Kennet. the old bridge down by the London Street reefs so There's three bridges oh. over the Kennet in the space yeah. of... Yeah.
0: Can't be that hard, can it? A plethora of bridges. Yeah. You're
1: getting all political. (laughs) Go write that to the council. (laughs) Which council?
0: (laughs) Dear Oxford, have you noticed there are two bridges (laughs) over the Kennet in the Oracle? Sort (laughs) out.
2: But then they'll start getting confused and they'll be going, but I thought you wanted one over the Thames. Why are you talking about the... We don't know.
1: Yeah, a new one will probably pop up in the Oracle between the Cooks and Delphi bridges. (laughs) 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 They'll just build another one.
0: Is that what you wanted?
1: (laughs) (laughs) and oh, there we go lovely those are my little little facts about the oracle a few things I didn't know
2: very nice thanks Rach Good I said stuff. you're
1: welcome before you said thank you I was anticipating it
2: oh, well uh, okay oh I need to turn my piece of paper over so that it says what I need to say next which is um, thanks guys that is the end of part one and in part two we will be joined by Hugh Fort for Fort Explains It All
3: This is Fort explains it all.
2: Welcome to part two. It's Hugh's time to shine. Huey. You like being called Huey, don't you?
1: Uh, not really. He is glowing. Look at him shining oh. away. <laughs> He's it's got gonna a slight with to his, him. His, his.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very mm. good.
2: Okay, so Hugh, tell us about not the Thames Bridge.
0: No. Nope. Tell us about
2: food recycling.
0: So good news for you folks who live in Reading you're getting a food waste collection excellent next year almost certainly just, of course us folks in South Oxfordshire have had ours for many years it's just you Philistines <laughs> across the bridge across the bridge that we don't have are a little bit behind with that um, bless you <laughs> um, no in all seriousness um, the there is a major drive starting in Reading to get more to get more recycling done and the food waste collection is part of that. I'm going to ask a question. Go on. What percentage you, of waste do you think is recycled every year in Reading? Four. That's a stupid that, suggestion. No, yeah. Rachel, can you be oh. more sensible? Well, I bit? can only
1: I'll base it on what we do in our house. So I reckon about 40% of what we of our waste is probably goes in the recycle bin.
0: It's a bit less than what you said, and considerably, considerably more than what that idiot over there said, four <laughs> percent uh, it's thirty two percent okay, oh, which is far out, which is one of the lowest rates in the country.
2: Can I ask a question? What is the thing in your house, food wise, that you waste the most? Rice, why? cook too much
0: because I put the rice in the pan and then I look at it and I think that's not enough so I put about the same amount in again <laughs> again and then produce twice as much as anyone could have ever
2: Right.
1: Um probably vegetables that I forget are at yep. the back yeah I was going to say bags of salad them. yeah oh wor- god because the bags I are too big I always buy a new bag of salad yeah. when I'm in the shop and yeah. then get home and find one that's disintegrated <laughs> already in the back
2: we get, we get them delivery we get the Tesco delivery and and they always give you such short dates on them so you try and eat it as quickly as possible you can't eat, possibly eat that much salad mental do you
1: know the annoying thing this summer has been that i did actually buy some lettuce seeds from hugh's shop oh right and we grew them so that i didn't have to keep going and buying bags of salad and wasting them and then i forgot that there was lettuce grown in the garden so <laughs> yeah. there were still three bags of like, mulchy salad i have attempted to do the garden useless. yeah
2: i've attempted to do this and i just i forget in fact you just reminded me i've got some plants in the shed that <laughs> desperately need a water hugh sorry i like to
0: just quickly come in on that but the problem with the problem i found with growing your own is my uh, partner is very good at growing vegetables and produces an enormous amount unfortunately a lot of vegetables are pretty disgusting, I think. And so when you're when you're okay. faced with courgettes again, oh god, yeah. kale again, you don't want to eat it.
1: Oh, I and like them. those things. Ugh. Bring them in for me.
0: Courgettes are well disgusting.
2: I can't stand courgettes. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on all the vegetables that I dislike. <laughs> yeah, It'd be quicker for me to just go. I like peas.
1: Oh, you're like a child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you might branch out into yeah. carrots at a push. Occasionally. Oh.
0: Does, does Lynette have to get get your veg on a spoon and go here comes the steam train. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 chuka, 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 chuka.
2: Wow, we've really gone off topic. Sorry, yes, let's back to this, it's quite, sorry I did start that. It's I'm quite sorry. important. Uh,
0: yes, the council's current rate is 32%, which is not, not good and admitted to be not good by uh, Councillor Tony Page when I went to see him the other day. They want to get up to 50% and part of the way to do this is to... Introduce these food collections, which are, which t- means that people don't put food waste in their bins. So, the food waste is taken away um, separately.
1: And then what? Then what happens to it?
0: Ah, uh, now this is interesting. Um, it is. It can be used to create energy, um, I believe. And if you send food waste to landfill, it generates methane, which is twenty-four more times more damaging than t- the to the environment than carbon dioxide. However, food waste can also be used to, to create energy and I believe that some of it is already used to power the um, the recycling centre, to provide some power for the recycling centre in, at Smallmead. Don't
1: some of the buses run off methane? Yes. They do indeed, yes. They
0: do, yes. And I think that's part of the plan. Um, so, the stats show that 41% of the waste in the current bins is food waste. So, the idea is to remove that Um, so you'll be getting your bins replaced with smaller smaller bins um, which will be used solely for non-recyclable waste, your recycling still will be the same and the food waste will be separate and the idea is they want everyone to be as well as introducing the food waste which will help generally, they want everyone to be much more clear on what goes what can be recycled and what can't be recycled Um, so there's a lot of work as part of this campaign going on to educate people, because they got a study commissioned, and it basically said people get very, very confused about what can and can't be recycled. And I find this um, even certain different types of plastic, like you, yes, even someone who's perhaps a little bit obsessive about recycling um, finds it confusing. Certain types of plastic, black plastic, for example, can't be recycled. Um, so.
1: There are There are definitely some grey areas. You know, cardboard is obviously quite an obvious tick. Yeah. But, cardboard, but then you get cardboard something like wrapping paper. Some you can. Yeah, if it's a so bit it's shiny, so. you yeah. can't. Yeah. But also, cardboard you've had your pizza
0: in. Because it's, it's got grease on it. Because it's got grease on it. They can't be recycled. I believe. Oops. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Oopsie. But also... A lot of what a lot of people do is what I what I've been very guilty of in the past is, is chance it as well. <laughs> but like, it'd be all right yeah. if I just put this one in, but apparently that contaminate that can cont- contaminate the entire load and oh, it really? all gets put into the uh, into the landfill, which I do feel is perhaps something that should be considered. Yes, um, by the people much cleverer than me who invent machines to sort recycling It doesn't seem to be to be an insurmountable thing that if you put one piece of non-recyclable plastic into a a machine it gums up the whole machine to the point where everything's a complete disaster go on, science bods over to you, people with bigger brains than me, who is a very large percentage of the population (laughs) it's good of you to admit yep, that's it I'm quite stupid (laughs) Uh,
1: can any food go in? Because I've got a compost bin. Yeah, most people have got compost bins and a compost heap. So
0: stuff like fruit, veg that you would put on the compost heap can still go on the compost heap. But the food waste is largely sort of meat, meat and stuff like that. And, um, you know, sort of scrapings off your plate, if you like. Yeah. Um, and bones and things like that, I would Scraping
1: say. Scrapings off of. Oh, bones, yeah. yeah. It's not, no, it's not often leftovers <laughs> no, no. on my plate, to be fair. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, what
0: do you mean, true? True. I, I, was, talking about me. <laughs> I was talking about me. He wasn't. Um, I know. So, that's basically it. So, there's going to be loads more advice, loads more, very, hopefully, very clear guidance as to what. Um, what um, can and can't be recycled, and th- the council is very much hoping that people will get on board and do do more than perhaps they do. Um, there are some challenges, they said. I would like to go into those that they face, um, very briefly. Yes. Yeah, uh, the diversity of the community in Reading they feel is a challenge. So they the, basically the amount of people who may not speak English as their first as their first language. So the council is going to have to look to. Uh, perhaps provide translatable versions of things of the advice so that's one one thing also houses of multiple, op- oc- multiple occupation so the, the big houses where you've got like nine different people living there um, in in that particular situation encouraging those people who live together but aren't a family yeah to, to all do their bit they reckon that might be quite tricky and likewise generally working with landlords have not always got on board with the recycling message in the past. Are um, they hoping to improve in, to improve that particular aspect of it to hit this fifty percent?
1: They uh, are challenges, but are they necessarily different to anywhere else uh, in the UK? Surely, yes. most towns and cities have the similar. Well, they were
0: talking about they were talking about Berkshire, so it, compared to. Wokingham and compared to West okay. Berkshire there's not the diversity of communities they have in Reading um, so they already have food waste in Wokingham um, introduced last year I think I'm not sure if they do, in West, do it in West Berkshire I can't remember if we had one or not when we lived there um, but yeah the, so so yes there are these are the similar sort of challenges a lot of councils will face so for example if they did were to do it in Slough they'd have very similar yeah. similar problems um but that's um that's what they were they were talking about in terms of problems but the um the aim is 50% and with no doubt they're looking to introduce it in 2020 but there are going to be some trials carried out uh in the near future to head towards the launch in I think autumn 2020 I think is what they said um so around a year's time you can expect to get your bins um some people were saying that reducing the size of the waste bin could be a problem. Um, but there, there's always been, I think, additional bins available. I think yeah. you probably have to pay for them. But say if you're a family of six, um, you know, you can get you can get another bin. Yeah. Um but the idea of the smaller bin is for everyone to focus their mind a bit about what goes where. Um Yeah. And they still get collected every two weeks, every alternative week, so you're recycling and your uh, uh, grey bin will be collected. Alternative So weeks my black th-
1: bin will be taken away and replaced with a smaller one. A smaller one. So as a, a black plastic item, is my old bin not recyclable? And that's an interesting uh, question. I don't what know what they'll do to with those the old <laughs> bits. Of of
0: I imagine, given the world we live in, that they turned into something else of use. But I don't, couldn't tell you what mm. they were. I don't imagine they just get. It's just be- it's like a it would huge be somewhat outlay. hypocritical if they just got dumped into landfill. Wouldn't yeah, it? they are made <laughs> out of, <laughs> However, they are made out of non-recyclable, presumably non-recyclable black black plastic. So, it's <laughs> a good
1: question. Better off to just. Fill something in the bottom to make it less deep than the ones that we've already <laughs> got. <laughs> 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 maybe bricks, concrete blowing away on I a windy day. Concrete, but then I thought <laughs> I the poor, th- bin men, the bin men coming round the air that might do themselves a mischief.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the answer to that is, but it's quite an interesting question, mm. and I may well—I well, think I might think ask it.
1: Good, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> you done? I am done. Okay, thank you, Hugh. That was very interesting. Uh,
2: much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was a very veiled compliment wasn't it well
0: I, I, I pass ag I would say <laughs> pass, ag. pass ag
2: I'm just very glad that we've got on on audio recorded that he said he's not very clever
1: well only one for bigging himself he up he is isn't
2: he so ok um, thanks you I'm time still, now I'm sorry. still cleverer than you <laughs> I don't think that's true
0: Rachel
1: Anyone that has to point it out is probably is probably not <laughs> true. Rachel, quiz. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next what? week. Qu- oh, <laughs> Who's God. the cleverest? Clever? Battle of the minds. <laughs> We're going to do an hour-long quiz. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make it university challenge style. Oh, God. like Really hard that no one can answer. And then
0: you'll say, oh, goodness gracious be no. When we inevitably get, get it wrong like <laughs> a good old Paxman.
2: You could just do it over a series of podcasts, a couple of questions each week.
0: Just, to oh. decide who oh, the it cleverest. It could be a new is. feature, could Who's yeah. the cleverest? We could have l- an ongoing tally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure the people of Reading will <laughs> really it's keen yeah. to know. Get yeah. involved yeah, <laughs> in our own personal <laughs> feud.
2: Yeah. Okay, thank you, Hugh. Uh, time now for our interview with HMV Reading's Rob Callahan. I'm down in the basement of the Oracle, uh, HMV at the Oracle, with Rob Callahan. Hello, Rob. Hello. How are you doing? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, it was quite a maze to get down here. I, I didn't realise it was quite sort of... Do, do people get lost? Are there people that worked here 10 years ago still wandering? <laughs> I think they possibly could be. Um,
4: yeah, it is a, it's a very much a maze. Uh, it reminds me of the uh, scene in Spinal Tap where they're trying to find the stage <laughs> for uh the gig that they're doing so uh, i don't know if you saw that but,
2: yeah. uh this I've, I've seen i've seen this is one of those films that i'm pretty sure i've seen but yeah i'm not much good on films if i'm honest it's, it's <laughs> a, it can be a bit of a struggle but and um, so we coming to hmv H, H, normally on the podcast we go and talk to independents and different sorts of people but i've seen you guys on twitter quite a lot recently with your live music nights uh yeah. on, i think they're on a thursday aren't they
4: Uh, generally on a Thursday although we did do a bank holiday special oh lovely you you noticed that one yeah
2: yeah, I think I've I've seen a few of them on Twitter and and that's good and so I wanted to come and speak to you guys because they were obviously at Christmas uh, HMV shut HMV Reading closed Mm. and um I thought it would just be quite interesting to come and talk to you guys because, obviously, HMV Reading reopened. You've got quite a good Twitter presence. You, you know, you're know, you talking all the time on social media now, and it's really nice to see. But I wanted to come and find out a little bit more about the store and what you guys get up to. So just, if you can, just what happened at Christmas?
4: Yeah, well, just after Christmas, actually. I believe it, it was February when the store actually closed. Okay, yes. After HMV, unfortunately, went, went into administration, um, was eventually bought out by a Canadian uh, company called Sunrise Records. Um, They were very successful in Canada. They've grown their chain from something like five stores to 80-odd stores in a a relatively short space of time. So um, with that business model in mind, focusing a lot on vinyl and music, um, they bought it to the UK, put it into HMV, and... uh, we're back up and running so yeah
2: and it was, you, you mentioned to me just before we started it was about sort of two and a half weeks between it kind of closing and then reopening and it yeah it, it, i noticed when i was on the floor there were um before we came downstairs there's a huge collection of, of vinyl records now is that yeah. and that that's really really something that is being pushed and, and will hopefully ensure the survival of, of hmv going forward
4: that's right obviously they probably can't survive purely on vinyl yeah. but that is a big Focus uh, and, and a big selling point for us now. Um, the vinyl has, has moved from the back of the store, yeah, it's kind of hidden at the back, to the middle of the store now. And uh, the, the the browsers have changed. You, you probably wouldn't notice that, but sort <laughs> of, uh, we've got a, a lot of nice new, you know, proper vinyl browsers, yep. and um, the range is is. Probably about 6,000 titles now across wow. different genres.
2: Um, just just before Christmas, I came in to buy my dad a copy of Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell. Right, uh, okay. Which, which uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say he still hasn't opened, but <laughs> I don't think like father, like son in that respect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the vinyl before it closed, there, there was there was a fair bit here, but that's obviously yes. just, just balloons since it's, then.
4: Yeah, we've got such a depth of range now. Um, you know, people are very impressed when they come in. There's a lot of, you know... Record collectors come yeah. in here, and they're impressed with the depth of range we've got now as well.
2: And and you mentioned to me that you were you were just a, a bit of a vinyl nut. Yes. Prior to prior to working here, anyway. Yeah. Um. There, there's also, there's another uh, record store in Reading, isn't there? That uh, in Harris Arcade. Was that somewhere you frequented as well? Sound Machine. yeah, And yeah. I know
4: the guys in there. So um. Yeah. We we often send customers over there yeah. if if we haven't got what they're looking for. Um, and they do the same to us, so yeah, we scratch their backs and they scratch ours. Yeah.
2: So there's a nice bit of a community feel around it as well, which is yeah. great. So talk a little bit about the vinyl, but the, the live music events, as I, as I say, I've, I've seen you sort of streaming them on social media. Um, yeah. They look like great fun. Um, how, how did that come about? What what made that become a become an idea?
4: Well, that was a that's a a, a new idea since the, the since H and rose back out of the ashes. You know, um, they somewhere. Decided to have this nationwide initiative where they offered that across the board to yeah. the 114 stores. I think there is now um, some, I think, aren't or haven't taken it up yet, but there's a lot of stores have. And um, I think the head office has been quite inundated yeah. with uh, requests <laughs> for um, support, yeah, for you know, in store promo and stuff like that. So, um so, yeah, it's uh, something that we're doing nationwide. In Reading, I think we we put a message out when we were asked to start this, the ball rolling on that. We put a message out on Twitter. We got inundated with bands. Uh, Fantastic. Instantly, almost. Within a few days, yeah. we probably had 10 or 12 bands that approached us through that message. Um, I've always gone out and, and, you know, watched live music, you know, all my life. Well, certainly since I've lived in Reading. Um, and so I'm you know pretty au fait with the the local music scene so I had a lot of knowledge so I think the manager asked me to do that on that basis (laughs) and uh, and it's something I love doing and and was really happy to do Um, and you know to help the local uh, bands and musicians is a a, a great uh, thing to be doing so yeah we're doing it locally I think we're one of the top stores in the the country in terms of how many we've done so far. Oh, great! Yeah, they um, they're, they're going to publish a list which I'm not seen yet of what everyone's doing at any yeah. one time uh, regarding the live and local events. So uh, uh, we, as I say, we we got inundated with bands. we I also had a hit list of bands. Yeah, um, and other staff members have suggested bands that, that we should be. Talking to you that they yeah. know as well, so it's so a there's a good vibe about it, and uh, and other bands yeah. are recommending other bands as well now. So you know that's uh, it's re- it's really taken off. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good thing, and I think Reading currently is blessed with so many good you know bands across all types of genre. Um, so that makes our job a lot easier, yeah. I think. Yeah. So.
2: We we've got uh, in the in the Berkshire Live archive somewhere on the website hidden away is a uh, there's a picture gallery with some of the famous faces that have previously uh, come along to HMV Reading and I'm pretty sure they didn't perform in the same way that you're I think they were just doing signings but yeah. you know, there's there's Peter Andre there's um, yeah. uh, I don't wish I'd researched this now before <laughs> I came out but he's the one that sticks sticks in my mind but there were you know there were lots and lots of them that used to come down but you've actually got these guys here performing now which yes, is which is yeah. which is fantastic
4: full full sets well, really? you know 30 yeah. to 45 minute sets um, all of them are played you know electric so far um, we've got uh, some acoustic uh, music coming up yeah. in November a more folk based act you know that uh, we, we've we got on when are they playing they're playing on the 21st of November called Tomorrow Bird um, so that'll be a bit a bit of a quieter one but sort of you know <laughs> we, we've we've, we've a lot of the bands have been very lively and um, and put in a, a, a good show, you know. And uh, I think a lot of the bands they see playing in HMV as a, a different type of yeah. gig for them, and uh, they're all very happy to do it. And you know, they've all they've all loved the experience. I think so.
2: So it's when the, when the bands come in, is it is it kind of just a sort of random footfall that comes in, or do they, they bring crowds with them? It's
4: it has varied. We've done we've had five Thursday evening events, generally the events are at six o'clock, well, we, we say six, most of the band starts sometime between six and six thirty on a Thursday. Um And it, it, you know, it has varied on, in terms of audience numbers. Uh, we've had, I think the first band we had about 70. Yeah. Uh, they're a very young band called Elucidate from, they're all at Reading College at yeah. the moment, so they had all, <laughs> a lot of their Reading College friends <laughs> and, and their mums and Relatives with them, and uh, but you know, conversely, we had another band I won't mention their name, and we we had about four or five people um, on the we did a special bank holiday on the August bank holiday Monday just after the Reading Festival, which was a bit of a gamble, gamble, I guess. You know, know, after the Reading Festival, although it's not, wasn't, I don't think the bands specifically were aimed at the sort of demographic of the Reading Festival as it is these days. Um, but we had three bands and um, nearly unsociable Ocean Ruins and Kill Committee and we did that in the afternoon on the Monday we probably had a hundred people you know fantastic and a lot of that the crowd there were other local bands you know probably (laughs) inquisitive and curious to see what was going on Um, and so you know there's all those connections are being made so um, yeah it's been variable you know I'd love to fill the place you know at every band every gig you know but you know we've got to be yeah. realistic some are going to be more popular than others and um but you know we're given a platform to uh, bands at whatever level they're at do you know what I yeah. mean so some are more advanced in terms of their followings than, than others you know some have been been around a bit longer than some There's <laughs> some very young bands and some some older guys that are more established and yeah. uh so yeah, it's variable, but I think that's always going to be the be the case. Yeah. I think so.
2: I, I saw on your list of uh, upcoming bands, there was uh, I think it's Red Tape Resistance. Yes, yeah. um, they I, I run a beer festival in Bracknell, which I've spoken to. I've spoken on the podcast about a few times in the past. Right. They actually headlined our our beer festival last oh, year, right. and they were absolutely terrific. They okay. yeah, they they were they were really young, but you you would sort of never know that they were they were sort of. As young as they were, really, they were absolutely yeah, yeah. terrific. So, yeah. if I can possibly get down to that one, that would that will be. Uh, that will no, be yeah, come on but
4: down, come on down. Uh, that you know, I've I've not seen them live. They're one of the yeah. few on our list so far that I've I've not seen. Myself, so um, yeah, I look forward to that one. Then. Yeah, that's very good. So,
2: and so the, these nights, is it when when people come along, right. I, I know we, we spoke to this, spoke about this before we before we started recording. But when people come along, is it the majority of people who kind of are surprised that HMV is still open? Are, are they sort of? W- what, what's the reaction you get from people when they come in?
4: What for the bands? Yeah, to come. I, down I think it's a mix. You know, it, it, I think from HMV's point of view, you know, we're not. It's not a direct. Money making exercise, but but what it does do is reconnect us back with a lot of people that maybe haven't been coming to HMV or never come to HMV. You know, sort of, uh, you know, we are sort of hidden away in the Oracle somewhat. (laughs) Sometimes I wish we were outside on the high street, but um, (laughs) you know, you you get a lot more passing trade that way or passing footfall. Um, so I think it's a mix. You know, obviously, the bands do a lot of social media, we do a lot of social media, we do some in store you know, posters and things, and, and we try and get the word out as much as we can. The bands similarly do their thing, um, and yeah, you know, Thursday at six o'clock, a bit of a strange time yeah. for some people, but we had to pick a, a, yeah. a day to do it. Re- weekends are quite busy, so Thursday seemed to be yeah. the best day to do it, and, um, you know, I'm... Slightly old school, so I've always sort of Thursday evening as the start of the weekend,
2: really. So, Ah, well, yes, I I think, yeah, I'd class myself in that as well, actually, to be perfectly honest with you. There you go, yeah. Um, there's a bit of a significant birthday for the Oracle, the shopping centre that HMV is based in. And mm. Now I can't remember the exact date, but basically in September, right now the Oracle is 20 years old. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how long HMV has been in this location. I know there were two HMVs in Reading. At, at yeah, Port we've been
4: a, we've been in the Oracle since day one. So. And, and,
2: and where the location is, that, am I right in remembering that there used to be an escalator down directly into HMV
4: from the from, 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 from the, the upper mall? Yeah yeah there was an escalator. there was also another entrance at the back so yes. we, we had a lot of i worked here back in yeah. two thousand and four and at that time there was uh, an entrance at the back which is still there, which is now you get into next for right yeah. now um <laughs> so it hasn't disappeared but our shop was you know this this store was um it shrunk slightly yeah. and um they blocked off that entrance for us anyway and um and the escalator rent as well. So the store is a little bit smaller than it used yeah. to be, but um, it's still a, you know a fair area um, to uh, to allow us to my uh, <laughs> vans, for instance. So,
2: and just to just to sort of just to talk about you a little bit as well, Rob. So your your background in in this kind. Of, so you're the store manager here.
4: I'm not the manager. No, no. no. Uh, the manager is Owen Marshall. Um I only returned to HMV after it reopened yeah. in February because because of its focus on yeah vinyl and then i was very happy to take on the role of uh uh promoting the local bands in here as well so
2: what uh so what what coming up in terms of of, of products stuff coming what what's really really exciting you at the moment that, uh, especially on the vinyl perhaps what what what's coming in that that you might recommend to some of our listeners to go and oh, pick up a copy of
4: oh there's there's so much you know this time of year there's there's a lot of releases um You've got me on the spot there. I'm trying (laughs) to think. There's just so much, and uh, you know, sometimes my brain can't keep up with it all. But sort of, uh, you know, there's there's a a vast array of stuff across all genres. As I say, we've got about 6,000 lines, different titles Mm. of vinyl now, so there's something for everyone, really. Um, So, what I'd recommend rather than waiting for me to remember what the (laughs) best things are that are coming out is that people come into the store and, uh, check it out for themselves yeah so, fantastic
2: just to finish off always try and finish on this question Rob is there something that maybe people don't know about you something something in uh, back in, in the depths of time the reason I ask is uh, I, I was talking to Pete uh, Heffern from yeah. Shed Cafe and he announced to me after we'd finished recording that he was in Pete and the Pirates a band he was. I'd actually heard of yeah. so um, anything sort of of that ilk we might not know about you
4: Very very good band Pete and the Pirates yeah I used to see them <laughs> live myself quite a few times and uh, i yeah, I do know Pete a bit, but sort of. Um, I used to play in bands myself. Yeah. Not in Reading. Um, I was born in Luton. So I didn't move to Reading until the late '80s. So, um, but yeah, we had a a good stab at rock stardom <laughs> and um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually. What were the
2: yeah. what, if I just, just I know I've said just before we finished, but what, what were the big venues in the '80s? What were the big sort of rock venues?
4: What around around
2: Reading around this area
4: around Reading? Well. I think Reading, you know, Reading University is a uh, is always or was back in the day a big venue for touring bands. Yeah. Uh, you know, all sorts of huge bands have played at Reading since the nineteen sixties, you know, right through to the eighties. They don't do so much these days. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a shame. You've always you had the Hexagon obviously and places like Rivermead for the bigger yeah. venues, which I must admit I don't like seeing bands in in a sports hall, know, yeah. but. <laughs> uh, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, I think Reading could do with a a, a good sized new venue, and yep. I think you know people have tried. Perhaps the the uh, Reading Jail would be the uh, the new location. Let's hope so.
2: You know, fingers crossed
4: for something culturally and uh, will involve some sort of venue where you can have uh, some decent sized bands, and uh, you know that would be a good thing for Reading, obviously. So. But, you know, I think in turn there's there's a lot of smaller venues. Some, you know, were here when I first moved to Reading in the late 80s, the After Dark being one yeah. of them, which itself is in trouble again, you know, for various reasons. Uh, it would be very sad to see that go. And then you've had other venues, the like Pebble Turtle, obviously, have always put on music. Um, South Street is great. Uh, you know, there's various, lots of good medium and small size venues for, Lots of local and national up-and-coming bands to play, um, but I think there's a gap for a, a larger venue um, for, for certainly for bands. So that would be good.
2: Rob, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having okay. me, at HMV. and we'll look out. We'll post uh, dates of, of all the upcoming bands. Yeah, uh, on Thursdays, isn't it? Thursdays at six pm.
4: Thursdays at six pm. We've got four coming up in in October. I could reel those off for Go you for now if you it. like it. Yep. Third of October, we've got the AD Baker Sound. Excellent local band. Red Tape Resistance, you've already mentioned on the 10th. Um, the Keep Cats, now they're a really sort of happening band, and we may well... I'm just arranging, there's another... Um, uh, some guys called RG New Music you may be familiar I've, with. Yes, I
2: have a little bit, yes.
4: Yeah, and they're probably going to do a live broadcast of that one for us. So oh, fantastic. That, that's, that's another yeah. angle that we, we've looked at. So I need to... Uh, Get that firmed up with them actually, and then that's on the twenty fourth, and then on the thirty first. Another really excellent uh, young local band called the Mirror Pictures. So there's a lot going on, and then in December we've got some. Uh, sorry, November. There's a, a few lined up, and December we we will not be having any bands because it gets a bit too it's busy. A bit too busy at Christmas, yeah, yes. From from our day job point of yes. view, um, being a retail outlet, so uh, yeah. just
2: very very finally, the Twitter account if people want to follow you.
4: Is um, at HMV Reading. Lovely, Rob. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks a lot.
2: That was Rob Callahan from HMV Reading. Uh, I went down. It was. It's quite a long way from the store to their office. You go right down into the depths. It's like (laughs) it's a bit of a maze. I'm half expecting to sort of see sort of HMV workers in old branded sweaters. Just wandering around, trying to find their way out. It was it was <laughs> carrying piles of cassettes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what was it? Mini discs. That was the one. Oh yeah, the mini one discs, that going kind to of yeah. change the world. Um, just out of interest, question for both of you. Lots of questions this week. I quite yeah. like it. Question for you both, and to play along at home. Um, what is the one record you'd insist on playing if you owned your own record store?
1: Oh gosh, that's a good one. Thank you. I'm trying to think out of an absolute classic album mm. that I don't get bored of.
2: Absolute banger.
1: I'm going to go for... The Verve. Is it Bittersweet Symphony? Oh, yeah. Because oh, every, every song on that album is a tune, and every time I listen to it, I can't that's a belter oh that's a belter <laughs> oh that is a true. yeah all the and way th- through yeah and I think it's one that would appeal to the masses as well <laughs> it's not offensive is it you couldn't oh, e- ever no. listen to that and no. go god I just hate that <laughs> so there that's my answer lovely
0: cubes um uh who I guess in a similar vein you'd say uh, definitely maybe by Oasis that
1: was my other choice yeah Mm. (laughs) it's not very
0: dissimilar to to yours Um, I yes that's one of the my my personal favourite albums ever I had on cassette oh yeah um and it would be that I don't know how it would go down to it. (laughs) yeah
1: were the were the CDs not out by then what was it when I first started
0: when I first started listening to music there was you could get a cassette for about f- four quid, and a CD was something like 18 quid. Oh, I seem to remember from places okay. like HMV. So, you bought a CD as a treat. I had a few CDs that I'd either be given or I bought of albums I really, really, really wanted. But um, definitely, maybe I just got on, on tape. And I'm sure it probably got chewed up, and I had to eventually <laughs> buy it on CD anyway. Well, and but then
1: you had to put your HB pencil in and wind it
0: back up. <laughs> <Yeah. in. laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. Hey, what about you?
2: Me. Uh, yeah.
1: Throw the questions out there. Yes. You've got to answer them. Oh god. Uh, oh god. It's going to be some greatest hits. Oh. No. What is it? <laughs> no. Bon Jovi greatest <laughs> <laughs>
0: hits. Probably Bon Jovi.
2: Crossroads. I would not come at your, your
1: shop break. if you crossroads. played that. I had that.
2: <laughs> what of an album! What an album! <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a question. We've now got random question time.
0: <laughs> more
2: questions.
3: The Random
2: Question Okay, random question time
1: I'm still chuckling about Crossroads <laughs> <laughs> Where did your parents take you for a treat? Oh. didn't have treats in our day Oh, couldn't afford them um, Cinema, probably Yeah Maybe Which one? Oh, well, we used to have to go to the Wickham Six. Oh wow yeah, because it was the first multiplex in the area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I remember Dad yeah. taking us to to there. We used
0: to go to the one in um, up there, where the job centre is now. Oh yeah. Uh, was it
1: the c- cannon? Was that the cannon? Not the canning. No, not me. No, I not think that you. was
0: the. C- I can't remember. I get confused about where all the opposite bars were. Um, where do we go for a treat? <laughs> Nowhere in Reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember my dad used to take a swimming at Reading Central Pool. Does that count? Yes. Yeah, and that then, is a treat. Oh, Gillett's then,
1: in Henley. Yeah, we used to go there every in Sunday. In fact, this
0: leads me to the, uh, one of the classic Reading Rites of Passage, which is I didn't, when I used to go to Reading Central with my friends, not with my dad, obviously. He'd be like, go up to the top board and jump off. And like, <laughs> <laughs> oh that is scary. My God. It's really hard. And then you go like, yes, yeah, all right, it's not that high. And then you get up there and you're standing on this enormous concrete block looking down hundreds of feet to the water below and everyone's going go on jump and you're like just, 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 just give me a minute just give me a minute <laughs> and then you're like okay I'm gonna do it and you step you, just sort of st- you don't jump you sort of step off the edge and then hurtle hurtle towards the water and then smack crash bruised hamstrings
1: that diving pit's really deep <laughs> it was really then, deep and you're
0: suddenly about halfway down you think I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make
1: it I'm gonna <laughs> drown
0: oh my god and then obviously you do make it go <gasps> <gasps> uh yeah, so that's definitely a memory, yeah. Um, Reading Central Pool. That's lovely. a treat. Exercise. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>
2: Tom? Uh, probably to the Jock's Lane Miniature Railway.
1: Oh, how lovely. Lovely. Oh, I don't know if
2: that was a treat or such. We just it, it was next door, so we used to go down there, but it was good fun.
1: It was, Papa Canning loves a train, doesn't he? He was train, always involved in that,
2: yes. He certainly was. Um, thanks, guys. Good time. Uh, before we go, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show.
3: The Random Question.
2: Uh, Rach, have you had a lovely time?
1: I've had a lovely time. I've just thought of somewhere else we used to go as well. Go on. I just. Do you remember Well Place Sue in Ipston, near no. Wallingford? No. We used to call it the Bird Farm, that Hugh's looking vaguely. No, I,
0: I went no. to Ipswich for the first time the other day because we played cricket there. But so you know, the King there was... Charles
1: Head. Mm. There. No, there used to be like a little a little zoological oh, okay. park. It was really good. <laughs> I used to go there a lot, and then it shut down, so it probably wasn't as good as I thought it was.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, in Scott Model Village. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Good work. That was a
2: good place. Hugh, you had a lovely time.
0: I have, yeah, but I'm rather sad at the fact that our our cherished childhood memories about days out don't at all involve going (laughs) to Reading apart from the the manky old swimming pool which was well out of date even then.
2: (laughs) True. Never mind, eh? Never mind. Um, Don't forget, if you know someone who we should be speaking to on the show please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. In the meantime, we'll see you next week. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye! If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, Please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
0: We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilets is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh,
1: Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant. Did you see brilliant. the yes. one yeah. where the guy came out of Reading station yeah. and chased him all through Reading yeah. all along the canal and eventually caught him at
2: the Yes, down. that was brilliant.